Okay, let's pray. Father God, I love you. I thank you for today. I thank you for uh, just a beautiful morning, Lord. It's uh, it's late January and it could be uh, zero degrees outside, but the sun's shining and uh, it just feels nice out, Lord. Just reminds us of um, just your love for us and uh, the way that you take care of us and give us things that we don't deserve, Lord. And so uh, I do pray that we would just be thankful for those things and I pray that you're just getting the honor and the glory from our lives. I do pray that uh, the things that we say, the things that we do, the things that we think, uh, just the, the way that we go about our lives really really is um, focused on you. It's, it's purposed uh, with you in mind and uh, really that we would strive to be uh, more godly every day. And so, Lord, we, we live in a culture where um, busyness is uh, ever abounding and uh, there's always something trying to take our brain space. And so, uh, Lord, I do pray that um, as, as a class here in Passpoint and really as a church here at HBF, we would uh, just kind of buck the cultural norm and um, live a busy life, but it'd be busy for you. So i got to do pray for um, the things that are coming up. I pray for the ladies' conference and that it would just be impactful. It's not just another thing we do. I pray for the marriage conference that's coming up. And uh, it seems like it's a little ways out. But, uh, Lord, do pray that uh, you would just use it uh, even now to get the people there that uh, you would have there, um, Lord, and that uh, just the marriages would be uh, just glorifying to you. I pray that you would just uh, get the honor and the glory uh, from everything that's said this morning as we just look into just kind of uh, planning and, and those kinds of things. And some of that can get kind of cumbersome in life, Lord, but I do pray that it's just uh, clear and concise and that uh, it's really focused on you. So I pray you just speak to us this morning in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so, <coughs> excuse me, for the last several weeks, we've been kind of talking about this vision or planning or different things. And so for uh, the first couple of weeks, we just talked about spiritual vision, and uh, I thought that was as far as I was going to go with this. We were just talking about you know, what is a spiritual vision, and you know, making sure that it is of the Lord, and you know, it's easy to be. You can go back and listen to all that. I don't even completely remember. I just remember it was focused on vision uh, based out of uh, Habakkuk, right? And as long as we you know have a vision, then we can run with it. But then, uh, if you were here last week, you'll remember we kind of got God just kind of. We, we got back into the book of Joshua, which is what I really wanted to do, but God just couldn't let it, I, he, he wouldn't let me let it go. Have you ever had something like that in life where it's just like, you're ready to move on, but it's just like, for whatever reason, and it's not even a bad thing sometimes, but it's just like, it, it's just there. It's just kind of like nagging at you, and it's just like, I, I didn't feel like I was ready to just move on from what we had talked about, and the, the main reason of that, and I, I don't know... Um, and maybe it wasn't good for anybody. I don't know, but I still feel like I'm 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 called to do this. And so we were talking about having a vision, and you know, you needed to you know have a plan, have a vision for not just the year, but just your life, and you know the way that you're going about day to day everything. You know, sometimes we just get in a, a funk where it's just like, man, if I can just get through the day, you know, if I can just. Uh, if I can get through you know, work today, if I can get through the work week, you know, and how many people just, they, they live for the weekend because they just, I just got to get through work. I can't, I, I don't want to work. I don't want to work. And it's like, at some point as, as Christians, we got to understand that that's what we're called to do. Um, we're called to go and um, not just to make money, but to find a way to provide for your ministry. And really, your job is your mission field. And so as much as uh, it's easy for me to say, because, you know, we we uh, we own our own company, but like love what you do. And even if you don't love what you do, uh, love the people you do it with, you know, make it your mission field. And so it, it I just... I shake my head when I hear people are there. It's like, man, I just got to get to the week. Is it Friday yet? Is it Friday yet? And it's like, 
man, you're just wishing your life away. You know, we've only got so many days. Your days are numbered, the Bible says. And it's like, you make the most of all of it, whatever it is. You know, I, I, I think of Kendra sometimes. She's a, she's a nurse, and she's told us some of the stories of some of the people that she deals with. And it's like, there's got to be times that... I'm not going to tell your stories. There's, there's got to be times that she's like, I'm not really looking forward to going and, and dealing with that. But at the same time, there's there's people, right? Not just patients, but there's people. No matter what it is that you do, there's people. And so, anyway, with all that being said, we just get in a, a funk where it's just like, man, I just got to get through the day. What's my plan? My plan is to get through the week. My plan is to... And so we were just talking about how you need to have a plan. But then anyway, back to the point of, like, God just kind of burdened me with... So I told everybody, or I, I charged you to kind of, you know, sit down and make a plan, have a vision, whatever it is. But I didn't really tell you how to do it. And so some of you might be like, well, that's really simple. You know, I know how to do it. I know what that looks like. But uh, it's my job, or at least that's what I'm called to do is, you know, the past point, quote unquote, teacher or leader or whatever, is to uh, expound on the things that I ask you to do. It's, it's one thing for me to, you know, come in and you guys to come in and be like, okay, you need to be more godly this week. You need to be more like Jesus this week. Now, ready, break. You know, that would take, you know, all of 10 minutes every week and you know, that wouldn't be it. So I, it's my job to expound on those things. And so when I say, you know, make sure you have a vision, you have a plan, something you're, you're, fo- you're focusing towards, you know, God was just like, hey, right here out of Joshua 6, that's where we were at. We were getting back into the book of Joshua and that's where we can go today is Joshua chapter 6. And it was just like, hey, what does a plan look like? What does it look like to, to make a plan? What does it look like to uh, activate and, and execute it? And so... Uh, I told you guys for three weeks, and so last week was the first week, and then uh, today, and then uh, in two weeks from now when we come back in here, um, just the title was, What's the Plan, Man? And, you know, three steps to a successful plan. And obviously there's way more than that. There's going to be more steps, uh, different parts, but each part you know, kind of has its own little breakdown. And so last week we looked at the internal planning. You know, that's the first step. And I had three questions for you to ask while you begin the process. And, you know, this is kind of like... It, it, so I think of planning as like a, a family unit or uh, or as a ministry unit or whatever it is. You know, you've got these different cores. Uh, when I uh, worked in the quote-unquote business world, uh, you know, we had planning meetings and different things. And you had, your, you know, your leadership get together and, and these different things. But there, it has to start with internal. You have to, everybody kind of has to find out what their goal is, and then you come together and, and make a corporate goal. And so same thing with uh, maybe uh, in your marriage, like where are we going with this thing? You know, it's, it's one thing for me to sit down and, and ha- think it through, but then Paige needs to do the same thing, and then we need to come together. So the first, the three questions I had for you last week to, to ask while you begin the planning process is, uh, am I willing to give up control and, and willing to submit? Right, and you can go back and listen to it. I don't have time to to reteach all that, but am I willing to give up control? And you have to ask yourself these before you ever get God's plan for your life. Am I willing to give up control and 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 be willing to submit to what God's calling me to do? Uh, number two, do I see things with my eyes or God's eyes? You know, another way to put that would be: Am I walking by faith or by sight? Uh, and the last question was: You know, have I asked the Lord what His plan is? Too often we get really caught up in what my spouse wants me to do, what my kids want me to do, what you know the world wants me to do, what the media wants me to do, what the you know it's it's really easy, right? And so I challenged you guys last week as we were leaving with just one thing. And if you did it, that's great. If you didn't, well, I mean, that's on you. And I, I said, just ask yourself one question and seek God's answer for it. And if you did that, it'll tie right into what we're talking about today. And so, you know, what does God want? Here was your question. What does God want me to do? Right? Not what does God want my marriage to do? What, not what does God want my ministry to do? Like, you can only control what you do in life. 
right? You really can. I can't control what my wife does. Now I can uh, encourage her. I can uh, help minister different things. I can't control what she does. Uh, I can't control what my kids do, right? Uh, we can raise them up until they're a certain age, but at a certain age, uh, if you didn't know this, your, your kids, like, they're old enough to to do what they need to do, what they want to do. And at the end of the day, you, you can't control that. And, you know, that's just part of growing up. You know, I can't control what uh, the people in Passpoint do. Like, if you all decide on Sunday morning, it's like, you know what, I just don't want to get up today. Like, it's just going to be awkward in here when it's just Paige and I and be like, okay, so here's the plan, babe. And so... You know, you can't control it. You can only control what you do. So that was my, my challenge to you is what, what does God want me to do, right? Not the world, not the church, not my spouse, not what do I want to do, but, you know, what does God want me to do? And so that's kind of where we ended. And so it, your planning, your vision has to start internally. It has to start with you and God, right? And so we looked at all of that. And so that started uh, in Joshua chapter 6, and I'm going to read that, and we'll get right into today. We'll just pick it up in verse 1. So remember, Joshua, right before this, really during this, he is standing face-to-face with the angel of the Lord, uh, also known as the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ, right? And he bows his face, and he worships at the end of chapter 5, right? And he basically says, you know, what do you want me to do? And then in chapter 6, we roll right in chapter 6, and it says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, and none came in. They were there to conquer the land, but this city, big walls, we don't know what's happening here. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And Joshua's like, wait a minute, like, I don't see an opening to the city. What do you mean you've given it to me? Uh, and you shall compass. He goes right into the plan. You shall compass the city, all you men of war, and go round about the city once. This shall you do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark of the trumpet seven uh, ram's horns. And uh, the seventh day you shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the uh, wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. God, Joshua's like, God, what do you want me to do? And he's like, here's the plan. And Joshua's got to be thinking, like, honestly, there are a lot of ways. If you go back and watch war movies or you just study, you know, the art of war and how all this thing, like, there's a lot of ways they could have taken the city. That's not the one I would have come up with. Like, that probably wouldn't have made the top 100 list. Like, there's a lot of ways I could try to, to, to get in. This is not it. And Joshua, he's leading hundreds of thousands of people into battle. And he's kind of the new leader, right? And so at some point when you got a new leader, you got to buy into the new leader, right? You get a new leader in ministry and their, you know, their new plan is, you know, so say we get a new pastor, God forbid something happens to pastor Brian, right? And this is a really bad analogy already, but, um, some, some yeah. Yeah. So like I said, that didn't mean, I didn't mean to say, but like, God forbid something happens to Brian. And so uh, we, we get a new pastor, which in, at HBF, again, this is a bad analogy because we have pastors that would probably just step into place. I don't know how that would work, but so say we get some guy from the outside that nobody knows, right? And he's the new pastor. He comes in and he's got all these just ludicrous plans. It's going to be hard for the body to buy in. Like you want to do what? Like, I understand we, we need to go reach the world, but you want to do it how, right? You want to, I, I, whatever, whatever the crazy plan would be. But like Joshua's just like, I guess if that's the plan. And so when you sit down and you just ask God, what do you want me to do? Don't be surprised when the plan seems kind of crazy, right? Don't be surprised when God tells you, okay, you're asking my opinion. This is what it is. Well, that's not what I wanted to do, right? I wanted to go and like charge the city, you know, I want to go charge hell with a squirt gun or, or whatever. But, you know, don't be surprised when God's like, just walk around the city and yell really loud the last time. 
you know, God, what do you, how do you want us to move forward in our marriage? How do you want us to move forward in our ministry or in our business or what? Don't be surprised when the answer God gives you is sometimes way too simplistic, right? Way too, you know, whatever. And so, you know, that leads right to what we're talking about. So you ask God, what do you want to, what do you, what do you want to do? And so God has given you the answer, right? Hopefully you guys sat down and spent some time individually and, you know, okay, what does he want me to do? So now what? Well, now we roll right into point number two, right? Of, you know, three steps to a successful plan. You know, you've got internal planning, but at some point you've got to verbalize this thing. So number two is verbal planning. Like number two in having a successful plan is the verbal portion of this thing. It's really easy, and we'll talk about this in a minute, to have a plan. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago even. But if at some point I almost fell, I looked at Nick. I immediately looked straight at Nick because I'm like, I know what he feels like. I had my foot here and it slipped. And anyway, I felt like I needed to explain myself. Anyway, it's really easy to have a really good plan. But if you don't tell anybody about it, it's just a good thought or a good intention or anything else. So verbal planning. So here's what we have today. There's, there's, uh, there's three because there's always three or not always, but three action items. Now that you have the vision from the Lord. So last week we had uh, three questions to ask yourself. So as we get into this verbal portion of it, here's three action items. And I get that from Brian because he always says that. Like, what, so what, what are we going to do about it? Sometimes you know, okay, this is the plan. Now what, what can I do? And he calls them action items. And like, so these are things that you can do moving forward. So three action items now that you have a vision from the Lord. You ask God, what do you want me to do? So now what do I do about it, right? Uh, my wife asks God, what do you want me to do? Right. I asked God, what do you want me to do? And we haven't even sat down and talked about it yet. And so like, this is where we're at. Okay. We got to get to the verbal part of this. Okay. So three action items. Um, so the first one, the first action item, right, is you got to meet with your leaders and tell them what God has told you, right? You have to, at some point, sit down with the leaders and say, okay, this is what God's told me to do. God just told Joshua, Hey, I want you to go and take everybody, not just the leaders, but I want you to take everybody and march around the city, blow the trumpets, don't say a word, and walk around at once. And then I want you to do that seven times, and on the last day you're going to shout really loud. That's the plan. Like, if God gives me a ludicrous plan like that, I'm going to be like, I don't really know that I want to go to Paige and say, hey, this is what I think the plan is, right? She might be like, you're nutty, right? You're nutty and pet squirrel. I don't know. But anyway, like, what, what do you mean? So what's Joshua do? He's not like, okay, God, are you sure that's what we want to do? The next verse, God just says, hey, this is what I want you to do. The very next verse in verse uh, 6, what's Joshua do? It says, and Joshua the son of Nun called the priest and said unto them, take up the Ark of the Covenant, like the most holy thing that we have, right? Like, get it and let's go. Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. He's, that, that's what we're doing. This, if this is what God said to do, all right, the priest, obviously the leaders here, like, we're going to get together and this is the plan. Like, this is what God's told me to do. This is, this is how we're going to move forward. You know, you, like, what are we going to do in the ministry in, in, in this, this year? What are we going to do to reach people this year? And like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? At some point, you got to like, you got to get the plan to people. Like, Mitch is the leader over the, the kingdom seekers, right? And there's a lot of moving parts in that. Not just moving parts because they're little children, and not just because little children have moving jaws that talk a lot, but, like, there's a lot of people who work in there. There's a lot of ministry that happens. Like, when I, re- I remember when Paige and I uh, did a lot of that. Like, there were so many different, like, targets. You know, generally in ministry, there's, like, one target. Like, 
we're, we're focused on one thing, but there's so many moving targets when you talk about like a children's ministry. I'm just using this as an example. Like obviously we want to get the word to the kids, but then you've got this massive group of a team. You want to somehow invest in them. And then at the same time, you've got these parents that some of them are lost. Some of them are saved. Like how do we get the gospel to them as well as we're teaching their kids? And like, it's so hard and so big that I'm just using this as an example is you have to get what God's telling you to the leaders because if you can't, like you can only reach so many people. It's just the way that it is. One guy can only do so much. One family can only do so much. You have to be able to get it to the leaders. And so you have to meet with the leaders and tell them what God has told you, right? The leaders should always be the first to know, right? And the leaders need to be the first people that know what God has given you the plan. You know, it can't be, it can't be opposite of that, right? Keep structure and the Lord will bless it. Uh, you know, think about, uh, like the military, you know, military's got generals, they've got officers, you know, there's like structure in place. I don't know exactly how it works. Mitch could lay it all out for you, but I just know that there's, huh? Yeah, there's, there's structure in place is the point, right? And so, you know, it, it all follows the structure, you know, the president, well, I, I don't know, maybe he would, but the president doesn't just, uh, roll down to, you know, the infantry group and say, Hey, this is what we're going to do today. Uh, the general might be kind of hacked off that that's how that thing went down. Or whatever. And so there's got to be structure in the way we do things. You know, and not because just the average people can't know, but because it's, it's how you build something bigger, right? Is, is with structure. If we're gonna build a house, and I'm like, hey, we're gonna, you know, Paige walks in because this is sometimes what happens when we're, we're working on a project, and, you know, I think, once she gives me a picture, I'm like, okay, I'll build it. You, you, you show me what you want and I'll build it. It's not a problem. Right? We'll do it. And, uh, but then she'll come in or we'll be in the planning phase and she's like, oh, what if we do this? And I'm like, that's not on the picture, right? We can't. So sometimes like if you, if you want to add to it, if you want to get bigger, there has to be more foundation laid in place. You can't just get halfway through a project and be like, well, we want to add another room over here. Well, I can't just like nail on some stuff. This ain't a tree house, right? You know, it, there's got to be foundation under it. And so we, now we're going to have to back up some steps and put it in. And so that's why everybody from the top down has to be in the loop because that's how you build something stronger. So, you know, you have to keep the structure and the Lord's going to bless it. Jesus had 12 disciples. He didn't just go straight to the world. He had 12 disciples because he knew that eventually he could get this thing out to more people that way. And even in the 12 disciples, he had three that were closer than the rest. You know, Peter, James, and John, there's, there's always going to be something like that. This church has, you know, quote unquote, seven pastors. Obviously, Brian's the leader. Um, but, you know, we have, you know, seven guys who minister in different areas in different ways, right? A family has what? You know, we've got a parent group usually, you know, not always, but there's, there's leaders. Now, we don't sit down, you know, Paige and I don't sit down for, you know, hey, what's the plan for this year moving forward? And, you know, well, I wonder what the kids think. Like, I do want to know what the kids think. I want their input, but I want to make sure her and I are on the same page before we just like start getting, okay, what about this? And what about this? And it's like, hang on, we need to be, we need to be on one page before we move forward. And it would be equivalent to Mitch saying, Hey, we're going to have a ministry meeting, but I want every teacher that we've got in the ministry there. Okay. And Mitch is like, okay, here's the plan. And the leaders are like, well, I kind of like the plan, but all these other people are like, well, what if we did this? And what if we did this? So it's easier when you have continuity. So, uh, every year, this is just another, uh, this Brian Hedges is really good at this. So every year, uh, we have 
what he calls a pastor's retreat. And it's usually in October or November, usually October. And we get together uh, for sometimes a weekend, usually just a day or whatever. But Brian, uh, by that time, kind of has vision from the Lord of what we're going to do the following year. And he gets together with us and he just lays it out for us. Say, this is what I think God's calling us to do. This is the direction we're going. This is how I think we should accomplish it. Right? And so we get it first so then we can kind of pray about it and see how that's going to work in our own individual ministries. And then we come together with a bigger group. Here recently we got together with uh, the deacons and some other things and he kind of laid it out a little more. And so then at the first of the year, the first week of the year, Brian always to the entire congregation, this is where we're headed. We don't roll in here uh, on Sunday morning, you know, the first weekend of January. It's not the first time I've heard what we're doing this year. Because at that point, I've already got kind of plans on what how I think that could work in the Passpoint class. And in the Passpoint, you know, Steve's talking about his class and life issues, all the different things. And it's it's how structure works. And so if you don't go to the leaders first, that's a problem. It, it's it's really a problem, right? Uh, a family has parents. We talked about that. So meet with your spouse, if that's what we're talking about. Meet with your ministry leaders or whoever else this would be and, and talk through what it is that God's told you to do, right? So we talked about what has God told me to do. Meet with whoever. Set some time aside. Okay, so what is it that God told me to do? What is it that God told you to do? Like, how are we going to move forward with that? Work together with their input to see the final version before taking it to the people. Here's what I mean, Mike. God could have been like, Hey, uh, Mitch, I want you to uh, divide the, the, the kingdom seekers into uh, 15 different classes. And it could be a really good vision. You, know, you can be like, this is what we're going to do. And you'd be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to walk by faith and we're going to go. And uh, you could go to the, the team, right? And they'd be like, that's a really good idea, Mitch, but should we maybe have like some more people before we do that, right? And so before you just run and tell the entire ministry, hey, this is what we're going to do, and everybody gets discouraged, and they're like, we don't have enough people. You know, sometimes meeting with the leaders, uh, it's a good way to maybe rein some things in if it's a little too zealous. It'd be equivalent to me telling Paige, hey, this is what we're going to do with our family this year. You know, by the end of the year, uh, we're going to pack up and move halfway across the country, and that's what we're doing. And she'd be like... Uh, I don't really know that that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Do you want to like talk about this for a minute and meet with your leaders before I just go to the kids and say, hey, pack it up, we're moving, right? And so you meet with the leaders first, right? Because then you have continuity moving forward, especially in a marriage, but not just especially, any any leadership, right? Meet with the leaders, whatever it is, and know what your plan is moving forward. It's so hard like in a marriage when you've got divided parents. It's so hard in a ministry when you've got divided leaders. It's so hard in any aspect in life in a business. Have you ever been in a business where it seems like you got two bosses and they got completely different ideas? It drives you crazy. It's it's terrible. And so make sure that, you know, your first action item is meeting with the leaders and telling them what God has told you to do and hearing what God has told them to do and figuring out how that's going to work together moving forward, okay? So the second one the second one, the second action item. After you've told the leaders, make sure the vision gets to the people. Now, obviously, it sounds pretty simple, right? But after you've told the leaders, after you've met with your spouse, met with the ministry leaders, met with whoever, make sure it actually trickles down and it gets to where it needs to go. Okay, uh, pick it up in verse uh, 7. So Joshua, he's like, okay, priest, here's what we're going to do. Verse 7, and he said to the people, he goes, he meets with them first. This is how we're going to do it. To the people, pass on. Come past the city and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. He's, okay, I'm going to go to the priest. This is what we're doing. Now the people are going to know everybody is on the same page at this point. After you've told the leaders, make sure the vision gets to the people. Don't get this out of order. I'll just speak from experience in my own life. Don't get this out of order. Uh, after you've met 
with the leaders, after you've met with your spouse, after you've met, then go to the people, right? Don't get this out of order. And I'll just, I'll just tattle on myself. I'll use this as an example. Uh, I'm an internal processor. I've told you guys that a million times. That's how I am. My wife knows this about me, but she is so, and I don't know any other word to use other than just submissive that like, she just waits. Like, eventually he'll come to me. Eventually he'll tell me. Eventually, like, she knows I'm planning. She knows I'm thinking. She knows, but like, at, at some point, you know, maybe, maybe I'll get let in on the plan. And so in the past, and, uh, not the so recent past, but I think back over years, God will give me a plan and I'll kind of hint at, hey, maybe these are some things I'm thinking, but sometimes maybe I don't even hint at it. And then I'll get in where, like, if you guys don't know me that well, I'm not like a super outgoing, talkative kind of guy. Now, you might be like, that seems odd because every time I see you, you're up teaching or you're up talking. And like, that's just because that's like the, that's what I do here. You know, that's where I'm called to do here. But like at home, I'm just like, I'm content to just hang out and chill. You know, I'm, I'm very, Brenton is very much so my son, whereas Brian, our other son, is very much so Paige's son. And that's okay. Well, obviously, they're both our kids. I don't mean that in a bad way, but like sometimes your kids get different traits. Britain's very internal processing. Like I, I, I totally track with Britain on some of the things he says. Sometimes I'm like, man, I, I feel you. Like I, I, I'm picking up what you're throwing down, right? But there's been times in my life where like, okay, this is the plan. We're gonna, we're going this way moving forward, and then I just don't have time, and that's my excuse. And you know, excuses are as good as well. You guys know how that ends up, but they're not that good. Okay, everybody's got them, and so, and I'll end up coming to pass point because this is where I do. 90% of my talking or when I'm teaching D2 or whatever, because that's where I talk. Cause that's what I'm, that's what I do. And then just because the plans in my head and it's kind of been, then I'll just kind of let out pieces of the plan. Not that I don't plan on talking to Paige about it at some point. I just haven't had time yet. Not that I don't plan on like letting her in the loop. And then what I'll do is I'll come in and be like, Hey, so this is some of the things we're going to do with Passpoint this year. You know, I'm hoping that maybe Paige can have a lady study. And then I get home and she's like, I'd be nice if I would have known that I was going to have a lady study or, you know, and again, very submissive. She's never like, hey, thanks for that. But you can't get it out of order, guys. If you get it out of order, Mitch, if you go, and I, I'm just using you as an example, like your ministry. Like it's nothing to do with you as I use this example. We're just, okay, well, I just meant like in general, I, I just feel like I've used you a lot today. But if, if Mitch just rolls in and he goes straight to the people and he's like, hey, this is what we're doing this year. Like, so there's like kind of another layer of generals between you and just the teachers, right? So Chris and Brady, you know, if you guys didn't know, Chris Cohen's kind of over the older classes a little bit and Brady's the younger classes. They might be like, well, that'd have been really cool if Mitch would have told us that was the plan, right? And again, like you can see where people might get slightly offended or just like, hey, it just would have been good to know. And so don't get it out of order. If you get it out of order, it's really messed up. And, you know, some of you guys might be like, what does this really have to do? I, I promise at some point in your life uh, or in every point of your life, this is key. Like, and I know that these are just kind of like, this isn't super biblical. Well, like as far as out of the Bible, maybe not, but uh, these are life skills. Like these are things you have to know. But then when you circle back around, you see these things over and over and over again in every story of the Bible, right? You see where guys get it right. You see where guys get it wrong. And so you have to make sure that the people know what's going on, right? And so don't get it out of order. Once the plan is set with the leaders, then you got to make sure that everyone else knows what the plan is. So I get with God. I'm like, hey, so what do, what am I need to, what do I need to be doing in different aspects of my life? Paige does the same thing. So we get together and we talk about it. And we kind of bounce things off each other. 
it's kind of, you know, sometimes it's like throwing wet noodles at the, at the cabinet. Like eventually one of them is going to stick and I'll know that they're done, right? That's just how it works. Or if you're my wife, you just look at them and you just know, you know, I just like, give me a recipe. Like, tell me how long, tell me how it works. And you know, you just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Anyway, we, we find out how we're going to move forward and then what? Well, as a family, okay, so now we tell the kids, hey, this is some of the things we're going to do this year. You know, we're thinking about taking a vacation. We're thinking about, you know, uh, doing this. We're thinking about doing a, a family this or that. Or but I don't go straight to the kids and tell them that. She doesn't do that. We're on the same page when we go forward. Mitch meets with the leaders, and I'm just bouncing back and forth between two different examples here. And he's like, hey, so these are some of the things. And, you know, Brady and Chris are on board. Then, then they go to the, the people, and they're like, hey, so these are the things that we're going to move forward and doing. Everybody's on board at that point. Everybody knows what we're striving for. Everybody is is very clear. When you verbalize what the vision is, it's so much easier to grab a hold of. But when you don't verbalize it, as in times past with me, people are just like, I I really want to be on board, but what am I on board with? Like, what exactly are we doing here? And, you know, that's just how I roll. I I fly by the seat of my pants sometimes. And not completely. I know what the plan is. I know where I'm going. I just don't know exactly how I'm going to get there sometimes. And so... It's hard for people, especially people close to you, to know what's going on if you don't tell them. And, and it's, it's just really hard. And so once the plan is set, you got to let everybody else know. Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2, verses 2 and 3, it says, uh, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables. Well, when you write it down, it's, pretty, it's, it's clear at that point, right? Uh, make it cle- plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet uh, for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Uh, though it tarry, wait for it, because it surely will come. It will not tarry. Write it down. This is where we're going. This is where our family's headed this year. This is where our marriage is. This is where we're trying to get to this year. This is where our ministry is. where we're trying to get to this year. These are the goals we're striving for. Sometimes you won't reach every goal by the end of the year. That's okay. Make it next year's first goal, right, or whatever. You know, don't limit yourself to like, Okay, the goal is to, you know, not be divorced by the end of the year. That's not much of a goal, guys. Like, have goals that you're striving for. And just because you don't reach every one of them, like, strive for it differently next year. Figure out where you got wrong, right? Here's a really bad analogy. Like, how many times does Aaron Rodgers have to lose in the playoffs before he's just like, okay, at some point we need to uh, change our goals a little bit and figure out how we're going to get there. Man, and some of you get the analogy. It's like, oh, my gosh, man. (laughs) Well, for somebody maybe, but not me. Uh, anyway, like at some point, just because you have a goal and you know that's what you're getting for, getting towards, like at some point, like if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're like, okay, we're headed the wrong direction. We got to figure out how we get somewhere different, right? Like everybody's striving towards a goal, but if you don't get there, don't feel like it's a failure. <laughs> figure out how you can build on what you did to get there, okay? So after you told the leaders, make sure the vision gets to the people. And then the third one, um, and I really wanted to get to here, so it'll just be, you know, it'll be what it is. Uh, here's the third one. Expect results. Expect results. And you can expound on that if you want to. Don't be surprised when people follow the vision or plan. Don't be surprised when people follow or uh, follow the vision or plan. And here's what I mean by that. And I don't really have a whole lot of uh, notes on this because I just really wanted to be personal when I talked about it. So too often in American Christianity, we feel like God is calling me to do this. And you can even feel like really God is calling you to do it, but you don't really think anybody's going to be on board. We feel like we're always on it. And we're, we're striving on our own, right? We need to get the gospel where it needs to go. Well, people aren't going to want to do it, right? 
Uh, we need to, uh, you know, reach uh, so many people this year. Well, I can only reach so many, and I don't really think the people are going to do it. Like, it's the complete opposite of what you see in the Bible over and over again, right? Like, Daniel's not like, huh, I wonder if, you know, God's going to come through when I'm in here with a lion. He just knew he would, right? You know, the, the three dudes in the fiery furnace, uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Uh, they weren't like, huh. I wonder if the fire is actually going to get to us. They just knew. Like, they expected results. Over and over again in the Bible, they just expected God to come through. But yeah, we get to Christianity today, and we're just like, yeah, yeah, I really do feel like God's calling me to do this, but I feel like i got to do it on my own, because I really don't think anybody else is going to want to do it. Well, they're here. They've got the same book that you do. If you give them a plan, if you give them some lattice to grow on, don't be surprised when people... No, follow through on it. And here's, you know, pick up in verse 8 of the story. So Joshua gets this nutty plan from God. Like, yeah, go walk around the city and shout really loud. So what's he do? He's not like, are you sure, God? No, he's like, okay, I'm going to tell the priest. I'm going to tell the people. Here's what happens. In verse uh, 8, And it came to pass, when Joshua had spoken to the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ransom passed on before the Lord. What, they didn't question him? No, they just did it. And blew with the trumpets, and the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went up before the priest and blew the trumpets. Wait, even the army guys, they didn't question? They just did it? Oh, that's odd. And the priest going on and blowing the trumpets. Uh, And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout, nor make a noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day that I bid you shout. Then you shall shout. So the Ark of the Lord compassed the city, going about it once. And they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. Don't be surprised if what God has told you to do like, if it's actually from God, that people will buy into it. We have this mindset that, like, we got to do it ourselves, right? Nobody else is going to want to do it. Nobody else is really that on board. Everybody else is just half in, half in. Don't be surprised if you give it some structure that people are on board. Don't be surprised if you go to your wife and you're like, hey, like, well, this is what I want to do this year. I want to strive towards this. Don't be surprised when she's on board. Like, I, I didn't really think she was going to follow me, right? Or, or whatever. Like, don't be surprised... On the other end of that, when you tell your wife, hey, I want to make it a point to like go on a date every so often. Don't be surprised when she expects results, guys, or whatever it is. Don't be surprised if you tell the ministry, like, hey, this is what we're striving towards. And then like, at some point, if you're not following through, that they expect results. But if God's given you a plan, expect people to follow. I'm sure Joshua was like, this is the craziest thing. I'm going to do it because I don't want God mad at me. But these people ain't following me. They aren't going to do this. Like, he doesn't even expound on it. He's just like, hey, priest, get the ark, get the trumpets, start walking. Hey, armed guys, follow them. All right. Like, not any, like, is there further instruction? No. Like, you get more instruction as you go, but there's no question. They just do it. Why? Because it came from God to start with. When it starts here, it's easier to follow. But when it's just like, yeah, well, this is might be what we do or, you know, then it's easy to be like, I don't really know where you're getting with that, right? The standard's always changing, and expect results, right? No matter what it is in life, if, if you have a plan, you've got to expect people to follow. Don't be surprised. That's what happens. Like, okay, uh, God is, God's given me this. I, I'm kind of like, I know Jason said I'm supposed to verbalize it. Like, so I'm going to sit down with my wife. Um, like, so this is where I think we need to go, right? I'm, I, I would like to uh, be out of debt in five years. I would like to go on three vacations this year, right? That's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, but whatever it is. Like, whatever it is, if you like, like, these are the things I'm striving. But I think she's going to think I'm crazy. Like, you sit down and, like, you, 
you start walking, don't be surprised when people follow. Don't be surprised when it's just like, well, I didn't really think the kids were going to buy into this. I didn't really think that the ministry was going to buy into this. Like, why? It was, it was God's plan, wasn't it? Like, don't be surprised. Expect results, right? So, ask God. That's what we did last week, right? What do you want me to do? So now take that this week and meet with whoever it is. And I understand if we're talking like ministry-wide, it takes time to get things scheduled. But like prioritize like sitting down and like meeting with who you need to meet with or at least setting some, uh, setting a, a scheduling some time and saying, hey, okay, hey, so this is what I feel like we're leading towards. And be willing to adapt. Like, you can't just be like, this is what God told me to do, this is the plan. Because guess what? The Spirit of God works in different people different ways. Right? My ministry is a thousand times stronger because I have my wife with me. Because I only see things one way. That's just the way my brain works. She sometimes will be like, hey, that's a really good idea, but what if we kind of tweaked it a little bit like this? And so when you work together, Allow the Spirit of God to work in other people too. Don't just sit down with your wife and be like, hey, this is what we're doing. Are you on board or not? Because she might be like, peace out. Right? My wife, and I'm not saying that she's going to say peace out, but she might be like, peace out on your plan. Right? So be willing to adapt. Be willing to uh, find out and move forward because that's how people move forward together. Right? Um, it, it's kind of like, this is the last analogy I'll use and we'll be done. It's kind of like as your kids grow. When your kids are very young uh, or younger-ish, like these are the rules. Like, you're going to submit to them, right? This is how it has to be. Okay. Like, but as they grow, there has to be some room, right? There has to be some room for hearing their thoughts, you know, allowing them to grow and spread their wings a little bit and different things. It's If I went to uh, my kids now and said, this is how it's going to be. Now, there are certain things that, like, the standard is the standard. We're not going against the Word of God. If you don't like it. Sorry, like, but there are other things. There's kind of, you would call them gray areas. I wouldn't because I don't like that, but you would call them areas. You have to allow them room to grow and hear what they have to say, right? Well, you know, I didn't have service, mom. Well, I don't believe you didn't have service. Well, I mean, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I don't know. But like at some point you have to allow them some room to grow. Now, following that analogy, uh, if they conveniently don't ever have service when you just need to get a hold of them, it might be kind of a coincidence. But anyway, you have to give room for like them to grow as well. And so same thing, as you meet with people, be willing to to give a little. That's what compromise is. And so uh, you have to verbalize it. So you got two weeks. We'll come back together and we'll talk about the execution because you can have all the plans in the world and you can even get the leaders to buy in. At some point, you got to do it. So with that, let's pray. Uh, sorry, there's not a whole lot of like other than just going through the story, but like, this is good stuff, guys, uh, if you really apply it. And so let's pray and we'll get out of here. Father God, I love you. I thank you for today. I just do, uh, thank you for your word. I pray that, uh, you just, uh, continue to, uh, pour out your blessings on, uh, just the past point class and the things that are going on. And I pray that as we, uh, just endeavor on drawing closer to you and, uh, just kind of having structure in our lives and, uh, uh having things to, to grow with, I pray that, uh, in that, we would be uh, just uh, ready uh, to see you work, uh, to see people follow, to see people uh, come to Christ, to see uh, just really uh, things change. And it, it all happens because it starts with you. So I do pray that you would draw us to you. You would send us out uh, into the world as uh, lights, as uh, it's really dark. And so I pray that you would just get the honor and the glory from our lives and that you would uh, really just uh, draw us closer to you and your word and the things that we do and the things that we say and that you would just get the glory from our lives. I pray this all in Christ's name. Amen.